Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 198. The onboard entertainment available on Royal Caribbean ships is astounding when you consider the array of options and offerings to choose from. Recently, Royal Caribbean partnered with Puzzle Break to bring the escape room experience to a few Royal Caribbean ships. What is an escape room? How does it work? And what does it take to bring something as engaging and exciting as an escape room game to a Royal Caribbean cruise? We invited Royal Caribbean CEO Nate Martin to talk with us about the escape rooms on Royal Caribbean ships. Here we go. Oftentimes, Royal Caribbean strives to fill its cruise ships with incredible experiences that make you think, I can't believe they put that on a cruise ship. From surf simulators to observational pods, these key activities on cruise ships really distinguish what makes each ship in Royal Caribbean's fleet special. One of the newest additions to Royal Caribbean's wealth of industry-leading onboard activities is the escape room experience. Royal Caribbean has teamed up with Puzzle Break, who have made a name for themselves as the oldest contemporary escape room company based in the United States. And this week, I'm pleased to be joined by the co-founder and CEO of Puzzle Break, Nate Martin. Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, Mr. Martin. Hello, and thanks for having me. Absolutely. And again, I thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk with me today. There's so much that I want to talk to you about because these escape rooms that you and your team have created for Royal Caribbean ships have, are really incredibly fun. But before we get into Puzzle Break's work with Royal Caribbean, let's first talk about what an escape room is. I think there's probably a few listeners who may not be familiar with this genre of entertainment. Yeah, so there's many different flavors and, and shapes and sizes all over the world, but at its core, uh, you've got teams of players and they're you know, friends or family or coworkers or just strangers. Um, and you're in a space, sometimes trapped in a space, and you have to work together to find hidden clues and solve puzzles and unravel a mystery and try and escape the room uh, within the time limit, which is usually an hour. Yeah, it's, it's a really cool experience uh, to do, and it's it's a team game, and you work with, obviously, people in, in your family that maybe you bring along with you, also some strangers as well, and it's kind of cool because you get to attack it from different angles, and you know, depending on how you problem solve, I think there's going to be certain puzzles and challenges that lend themselves towards you or, or someone else in your group, so it's kind of a lot of fun, and I got to tell you, the first time I checked this out on a Royal Caribbean ship, which was Anthem of the Seas, which I believe was the first ship that you guys partner with Royal Caribbean, I was totally blown away by it. This is not a, uh, you know, kind of a Jenga game glorified or anything like that. This is a really interactive experience. And when Royal Caribbean reached out to you with Anthem of the Seas to bring an escape room game to that cruise ship, um, talk to us about the challenges you encountered with designing an escape room for Anthem of the Seas versus something that's maybe on land. Uh, so, you know, we had um, we had some standard challenges and we had some unique challenges. So what we, we strive to do with, with the game that we put on Anthem, which uh, for clarification, that's called um, Escape from the Future is the very first one that we did for Royal. Uh, and it's available on Anthem uh, and it's also available on Ovation of the Seas. And so for, uh, for this game, uh, it was really, really important that we uh, create an experience that was uh, to kind of check the number of boxes, we we wanted to make sure that it was uh, extremely varied. So as you said, um, there's kind of something in the experience for everybody, be it, you know, people who are good at finding clues or people who are good at math puzzles or traditional puzzles or logic puzzles, kind of, we have something for everybody. 
And we wanted to make sure that it was uh, pretty finely tuned so that it, you know, it wasn't um, too, too difficult, but nor was it too easy. Our games are, are famously uh, pretty challenging, but of course, all the time fair. And then on uh, Anthem and Ovation, which are quantum class ships, uh, we, we wanted to design the, the experience in such a way that it fit nicely in the fuel space. So all of these things, um, they were, you know, not the easiest thing in the world, and we're pretty proud of the final product. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's incredible how you can make that experience work within Fuel, the team club, on, on Anthem and, and, and Ovation. Um, you know, one of the things I was thinking about as I was preparing for this interview is I know a lot of the work, a lot of your work coordinating with Royal Caribbean goes through Royal Caribbean's vice president of entertainment, Nick Weir, who is an amazing person behind really so much of the exciting innovations and entertainment that Royal Caribbean puts out there. Tell us a little little bit about what it's like to work with Nick and his team because he's got a great personality, and I don't know how he packs in all that energy, but the man uh, has many talents. Yeah, he's he's perhaps in a word, uh, we'll call it dynamic. Uh, And (laughs) working with with Nick is great um, for a couple different reasons. Firstly, um, you know, for, for context, you know, escape rooms today, are, are they're just so so hot? I I go so far as to call them the hottest trend in entertainment, really across the planet, not just in the, here in the United States. Uh, and we started our conversations with with Royal Caribbean and Nick Weir uh, back as as early as um, 2014. Uh, and at the time, they, these were very very innovative and and you know at the time somewhat unknown uh, things. And so um, to to Royal and Nick's credit, they they got it very quickly. That this sort of activity, the type of thing, you know, where you're working as a team, you're using your brains and just having a great time, uh, was a very good fit uh, for kind of the cruise experience. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. You know, not only that, you know, when you talk about the cruise experience, I think a lot of things come to mind, right? Sitting by the pool, the belly flop competition, the, you know, having dinner every night in, in, a, in a very nice dining room. And every experience is, you know, they're wonderful experiences, don't get me wrong. But I love the idea of new challenges, new things to try on a cruise ship. Because that's part of the appeal of it is that you're visiting these exotic locales. You're having, you're exposed to so many different things, including stuff on the ship. So to have, for me, the escape room was on, on Anthem of the Seas was my first attempt to ever even try it. So I haven't even heard of it until... I had tried on Anthem of the Seas, and I was instantly hooked, which is why I was even more excited when you guys announced uh, Escape from the Rubicon on Harmony of the Seas. Because what's interesting about this one is, whereas on Anthem you designed it within the fuel area, on Harmony you you got a dedicated space to it. And having experienced it myself, I got to tell you, I was blown away by it. What's the process behind designing that kind of a room, and how do you come up with puzzles that fit into that kind of a narrative? So it was it was fairly iterative. So uh, on the um, uh, the Oasis class, which is what Harmony of the Seas is, um, we we secured um, a dedicated space, as you said, um, and we had uh, dimensions of the actual. You know, this is how long this wall is, and how tall that ceiling, and so on and so forth. Uh, and so we, we started with an idea that we wanted to create an experience inside of a steam-powered starship. And then we started to think about, okay, well, what, that was, what would that look like physically uh, inside of the space? And also, how could we you know, create 
the the actual physicality of this thing to both look and feel like a real starship, uh, but also lend itself to excellent game flow. So for uh, those who may have not done one of these before, uh, there's you know these games they have a beginning, they have a middle, and an end. It's almost like you're the main character in a movie or a video game. So we we started with what this thing might look like and kind of began figuring out um, what the game flow might look like and began figuring out what the puzzle content might look like and uh, above all else, what sort of cinematic moments we could create. And so a bit of trivia. Um, to date, Escape from the Rubicon um, is uh, the single most expensive Expensive escape room created anywhere in the world. Anywhere on land, you will not find anything uh, that wow. costs as much as, as we spent on on build and design um, as as on Rubicon and Harmony of the Seas, and it's really something special. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's. I, I obviously don't want to give anything away about the game because that's half the fun is is discovering it on your own, and it's not an it's not a linear game. It's not like you know, you're following step one to step two to step three. You may start with step eight and work your way back or work forward or jump around. I mean, there's a lot of it that it, there's a discovery phase. There's a putting it together phase. And it requires a fair amount of coordination and teamwork, which is which is what makes it such a fun and challenging event. Um, it, it, but it, emphasis on challenging because the first time I played on Anthem – we, we went over a time. We, we went past our hour. I think we finished at 10 minutes later. But on Harmony, we finished at like six minutes to go. I was pumped for the rest of the day. I got to tell you, that was such a cool thing. And you know what? I felt like a million bucks the rest of that day. The rest of the cruise was a lot of fun because I'm like, yeah. I, I mean, you yeah, talk that's, about that's the rest not of the sailing. We, we, we definitely design these things so that all of the players, you win or lose, you know, you have an amazing time. Uh, and hopefully, uh, you've made a lot of new friends throughout the process. What would you say is the average rate of actually escaping during a game session? Uh, well, that kind of depends on um, kind of the game and um, the, we'll say the demographic. But generally speaking, I'd say probably a little less than half of teams uh, end up you know, just making it uh, under the hour. Um, I'd say most all teams will get through most of the experience. Um, but yeah, I'd say probably under half and more than a quarter, generally speaking. They're they're hard games, but um, no matter what, everyone's going to have a good time. Heck yeah! I mean, it's 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 an incredible experience. Now, um, we should mention, by the way, we've talked about Anthem of the Seas, and we, we it's also available on, as we mentioned, Harmony of the Seas and Ovation of the Seas as well. Um, so definitely some some really cool things coming down the pipeline. And I know that uh, you guys are still working with Royal Caribbean on some other things, which is super awesome. We're always uh, excited to see kind of you know what else you got because i like you mentioned i mean you, you did such you hit such a home run with with escape the rubicon there and by the way we should also mention while we're talking about uh puzzle uh, break you guys also have uh locations on land as well if you know in between cruises yes yes thank you so we're uh we're headquartered in seattle washington uh and we've got some some real next level games up here in the pacific northwest but we also have uh uh, location in uh, Long Island, New York, and um, we're we're soon to be opening one in in Newton, Massachusetts, which is out of outside of Boston. Um, we're we're in the design phases of kind of the next Rubicon level uh, game. You know, uh, what what I what would you say is that these games cost over a million dollars? 
uh, to make, wow. which is, you know, oftentimes 10 or 20 times more than the most expensive land-based games. They're really next level. So we're working on that for, um, for Symphony of the Seas. And uh, kind of last but not least, uh, one of the most amazing parts of, of the escape room experience um, is, is its own limitation in that you can kind of only have one team per room at a time. So there's, you know, kind of limited player, you know, you, you know, you really want to play that Rubicon and harmony, you know, you got to kind of act early and get that reservation. Uh, and so to kind of bring puzzle break experiences to, you know, an even larger audience, we also have a couple of games that we've done for Royal, uh, which we're rolling out to more and more ships every day, which is kind of a hybrid experience that kind of captures what an escape room is. Uh, you know, you're, you're working as a team, you're solving puzzles, you're finding clues, but instead of one team in one room, it's a whole bunch of teams in a very large space, all working on the same puzzles independently, kind of racing against the clock and somewhat racing against each other. Uh, this is called uh, a Royal mystery. We're going to eventually be doing several of these for Royal. Uh, and they're available now aboard Brilliance of the Seas and Ovation of the Seas. Uh, and I think we're rolling out to Harmony pretty soon and a lot more ships that are coming soon. I think the current plan of record is to get those on every single ship in the fleet. Uh, you know, that obviously takes time to ship things and train staff, but that's coming everywhere. So if you see Puzzle Break, a royal mystery, uh, that's a hybrid puzzle hunt escape room experience that's playable by a ton of teams at the same time. Wow, that's incredible. That's, I mean, to have that kind of an option and, and be able to expand it to the rest of the fleet, but also offer guests, like you said, more opportunity to do that. I think that's wonderful. And uh, I know, I, well, you got at least, I'm just gonna, I can't wait to get my spot in line because that sounds like an amazing uh, experience there. And I'm looking forward to checking it out myself. Um, so now that we've got everybody hooked on this idea and they, they can't wait to do it on board, can you share some some tips for folks that are going to be trying their hand for the first time at an escape room experience and how to, you know, improve your chances of winning? Of course. And I'll say that um, I, uh, something that we commonly hear is, oh, man, I'm not very good at puzzles. I'm probably not going to be very good at puzzle break. I'll say that how good you think you are at puzzles, not really that important. Perhaps the biggest thing for any team, and this is teams of families, teams of friends, or teams of people who don't know each other. By far, the biggest thing is communicate. You see, for all of our experiences, um, the puzzles are fairly big, uh, and they go with clues that are not so obvious. And so the more you, you kind of talk about your theories of, hey, guys, we're stuck on this, and here's my idea. Maybe it's stupid, but here's what I think. And your idea you know, might be stupid, but you know, and more often than not, it isn't. And you talk about what you think it is, uh, and progress gets made, and teams that talk more almost always do way, way better. Uh, and kind of the, the other side of that coin is uh, part of the design of all of our experiences. We'll have all of the players at some point getting a little stuck. And, you know, I'm sure you experienced this when you played our game. Uh, you know, it's not going to be overwhelmingly, you know, obnoxious, but you get you know, a little stuck in something. Uh, and taking a deep breath and a step back and, you know, just evaluating the situation um, and kind of overcoming those obstacles as a team, that's going to go a long way. So don't be afraid to talk to your teammates, even if you've known each other for 50 years or five minutes, talk it out. And if you get stuck, don't get frustrated. Take a deep breath. Uh, look at it from a different angle, and you'll overcome any obstacle. 
That's great advice. I would. It's it definitely makes a lot of sense. Yeah, talk things out. Communication is key. Also, you know what I've also found is ask questions. You know, even if you don't assume anything, because that's a really big part of it. And you know, the the game host. I'm not sure what their title is, but the person who's in there with you to kind of be your 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 guide, your narrator to the experience, uh, can also help. In they don't really give you clues or anything, but. Sometimes you can kind of read between the lines as to direction and whatnot, and um, it doesn't hurt to ask. Certainly, the worst they're going to tell you is like nothing, but <laughs> it, it definitely yeah, helps. No, to absolutely. Ask all of the all of the puzzle break experiences and all the royal ships are staffed by, um, I, yeah, I think cruise cruise staff, cruise director staff who know the game, uh, and they're there to help out all the players. And yeah, they're not going to give you the answers to the puzzles, but you know they give valuable information if you get a little bit too stuck. That's awesome. Well, I got to tell you, um, I, I really appreciate you taking the time over here, Nate Martin, to talk with us about this because it's it's. I'm telling you, anybody listening to this, if you're going on a ship that has the puzzle uh, break experience of these escape rooms, you got to try them. <laughs> There's so much fun. It's so different in a good way. And and like Mr. Martin said, it's not like Sudoku. It's not puzzles in that kind of a sense. This is more of a uh, tangible ex- exploration. Like and it, for adults, it is super intriguing and i just i can't get enough of them so i can't wait to try it again thank you so much for talking with us today of course thanks for having me and i hope uh, everyone enjoys a bunch of puzzle break games on a number of royal caribbean ships all right it's time to answer your listener emails this is the part of the episode where i read your emails that you send me and we can talk about everything about royal caribbean basically anything on your mind about royal caribbean cruises that's what we're here for and of course if you want to send me your email you can do so by emailing it to matt at royalcrimeanblog.com. Matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcrimeanblog.com. Our first is from Ron Ladowski, a proud Royal Green Blog Insider. Thank you for the shameless plug there, Ron. Uh, Ron says, excellent podcast as usual in episode 192, Five Rules for a Royal Caribbean Deal. About the rule about booking early, it has been my experience that this is very true. But might I add, book early to hold your cabin or suite of choice, regardless of which sale promotion might be currently active. Even in the unlikely event there is no sale or promotion, YOLO book it. <laughs> then when a sale or promotion like a BOGO deal or third and fourth passenger sale free, third day free, etc. is announced, either you or your travel agent should contact Royal Caribbean to determine the savings that you, which you will receive. They can be quite substantial. In my case, a pass cruise on a grant, in a grand sweep, I actually saved $1,090. What I've seen after receiving the reduced price after this first sale or promotion, that nothing ever come close to matching it. It makes sense and is pretty simple application of John Locke's principle of supply and demand. The longer you wait, the less the supply, the higher the price. My new rule uh, or combination of a few of the original five is book it and reprice it after the next sale promotion. This eliminates the need to continuously check, recheck, or re-recheck uh, fair prices. Looking forward to meeting you on the September Royal Caribbean Blog Harmony Disease Group Cruise. Second shameless plug. <laughs> Ron, good point. Thank you for uh, the shameless plugs. And I agree with you that when I say book early, the one of the reasons I like to book a cruise as early as possible is not just because it's just fun to do it and to have someone to look forward to, but because and not only because it is going to lock in probably a good price, but you're right, Ron. If there's a if there's a better price that comes out the next day, a month from there, three months from now, as long as you're before final payment date, you can reprice it, and a good travel agent will actually do this for you. So you don't have to do anything. You can just sit back and listen to Royal Cream Blog podcast episodes. And be able to catch up on all of it, which is even better. So, I like it. Next, we have an email from Ron Britt. 
who writes, Myself and my girlfriend went on Anthem of the Seas on April 2nd on a seven-night cruise leaving out of Cape Liberty in Bayo, New Jersey, which was appealing to us since we live in Queens, New York, and only had a short drive to the pier. It was my girlfriend's first cruise, my first Royal Caribbean cruise. I cruised on Norwegian three times in the past. Let me first say, my girlfriend loved it so much, we booked our next cruise vacation on Harmony of the Seas on the fourth day of the cruise. Two simple things I want to point out that we really enjoyed and think will make the cruise slightly more enjoyable for others. Number one, the Royal IQ app. We were able to have the cruise compass available, reserve restaurants, plan our daily schedule, and keep track of our account for budgetary purposes. Made everything so easy, I would suggest and advise everyone to use the Royal IQ app. And number two, I book all travel direct, like flights, hotels, etc. Although I know you recommend using a travel agent, this just works for me. The next cruise had deals and offers we could not refuse, especially with a low, flexible, and refundable deposit. My girlfriend has now only caught the cruise bug, and that's great for me. Just want to say she was nervous in your podcast, especially since you blog about the exact same cruise we were taking after really eased her anxiety. Thank you for the podcast and blog. Keep up the great work. Ron, thank you for the email. I agree 100% about Real IQ. Uh, it is only available, unfortunately, on a couple different ships, one of them being Anthem of the Seas. But if, you, if you're on a ship that has it, boy, is it wonderful. It really makes a big difference. And I agree with you, Ron. It is a terrific app. It makes It's just, it's so, everything is so convenient. That's what it's really about. You can do all those things on any ship, but to be able to have it in the palm of your hand and your phone when you're sitting there waiting for a show to start or you're uh, spending time on the balcony or at the pool, whatever, it's such a cool thing. I agree with you on that one. And I will tell you that, you know, you mentioned booking travel directly. You know, Ron, I used to think the same thing. Uh, and I will tell you that having a travel agent makes so much easier. Remember the email we just had earlier, just before Ron Ladowski's email. Uh, and he was talking about, you know, rebooking and all that. And I will tell you something. I don't miss having to call Royal Caribbean and rebook my, my cruises to take advantage of a $20 fare drop, right? It's so much easier when the travel agent does it for you. It makes it so much easier. And I will tell you that once you try it, Ron, I, I, you're not losing that much control. You're losing very little control, but I feel like you're gaining so much in terms of service. It totally makes it worthwhile. So, uh, Ron, I'm totally on board with that. I think you're, I, I think you'll enjoy it. But I'm so glad to hear also that you uh, had such a great cruise, and your girlfriend's totally hooked as well. And you booked another one, and you're looking forward to it already, which is super awesome. Next, we have an email from Bill who says, Matt, you said on Periscope last week that all the Oasis-class ships are about the same size. I heard from the captain on Anthem that Symphony is going to be stretched compared to Harmony. I will try to find the audio I was recording him at the time, but from what I remember, it was significant, like 20 room lengths, something like that, not just small inches here and there like the others. Bill, thank you for the email, and you are correct that Symphony will be wider, uh, be larger. Uh, going back, I actually checked some of the notes from when Symphony of the Seas was announced by Royal Caribbean CEO Michael Bale. I was on a, on a conference call with a couple other members of the travel media, and he basically, Michael Bailey said that it's going to be longer, slightly longer was the exact word, and a, quote, tad wider than earlier Oasis-class ships. So it will be different, but I mean, when I say it's the same size, that's like, you know, that's like, it's like when your kids tell you, Bill, they're like, everybody's doing it, Dad. Like, everybody is the colloquial everybody. And in my case, this is the colloquial same size, right? I'm using air quotes. They're all, they're all relatively the same. We're not talking about a major difference. Major being, like, you know, even a freedom class size difference. There's not that kind of a thing. They're all fairly close to each other. They are sister ships after all. So you're not going to see significant changes. But you are right that it is going to be larger and not by, like, one foot or six inches or something like that. So, fair point. Next, we have an email from Tracy, a.k.a. DLT912 on Periscope. Matt, I'm new to your blog. I have to say I can't stop listening. I'm traveling on Oasis at the end of May, and I was listening to episode 164 about the drink packages. My question is, 
in the drink package are the Starbucks coffees included. Also, is there a list of when you do your podcast? I'm sure I'll have more questions. We're fairly new to Royal Caribbean Cruising. Tracy, great questions. So you're on an Oasis class ship. You're going on an Oasis of the Season, in fact. The answer is no. Starbucks is not included in your drink package, meaning the Starbucks location that is on board your Oasis of the Seas ship in the promenade will not, you can't use your drink package there. You just have to pay for it a la carte. However, your drink package does include premium coffees. So if you were to go to Cafe Promenade, if you were to go to Park Cafe, if you were to go to a specialty restaurant on board and they have premium coffees, aka coffees that cost money, you're entitled to get those. So you just can't go to Starbucks. Now, on other Royal Caribbean non-Oasis class Royal Caribbean ships, Radiance of the Seas, Freedom of the Seas, Navigator of the Seas, if you go to those ships at Cafe Promenade, they have they brew Starbucks beverages. They basically use the Starbucks beans, but it's not a Starbucks location, and that's essentially the difference right there. So I know it can be kind of confusing, but let me just put it in perspective for you, Tracy, on your Oasis Clash, on your Oasis of the Seas cruise in May, you are not going to be getting anything from the Starbucks kiosk that's on the promenade, uh, including your drink package. But if you go to, again, Cafe Promenade, Park Cafe, or especially a restaurant in which there are coffees available for premium coffees that cost extra, those are included. Uh, you also want to know, is there a list of when I do my podcast? Every new episode comes out on Wednesday morning, usually Eastern Standard Time here in the United States. If you are a Royal Cream Blog Insider and you donate at least $10 a month or more, you get access to the episodes a day early, a full day early. So that'll be Tuesday mornings in the United States. So it'll give you about a 24-hour, give or take, heads up, and you get to listen before anybody else does. And there you go. Tracy, love the questions. Thank you for emailing. I'm so glad you were, you discovered this uh, podcast and blog, and you're joining us here. Even better. Time for one last email. It is from Hannah from New York City. Matt, I've been binge listening to your podcast for a few weeks and really enjoy it. I booked my very first cruise just three weeks ago and only five weeks behind the ship sailing on a seven-day trip to Bermuda on Anthem of the Seas. I didn't do much research before I booked, but since then, I've studied a ton, including listening to dozens of episodes in your podcast. It got me very excited, and I feel that I'm in good hands with the cruise line and itinerary I've chosen. In fact, I've already excited about returning to the cruise with Royal Caribbean again with family members that can't join me this time. The only thing that's been nagging me as a possible mistake, quote-unquote, is that I didn't use a travel agent, and I know how much you advise against that. But I, I didn't know. I've always planned my own vacation to the last detail. I'm not even sure what a travel agent is. I thought only old people used them, and that's obviously a misconception, as you're telling me. So I'm thinking I could be ready to book my next cruise as soon as I'm on Anthem in two weeks. How should I go about finding a travel agent, and who is knowledgeable with Royal Caribbean Cruising to plan on my next cruise? Are you referring to a local and independent agent, like I live in New York City, or is Expedia or some other cruise travel website where I should book? I appreciate your insight on this, and thanks so much for your podcast. Listening to it is a great way to get me through the time waiting for the sailing date to come. Hannah, this is a wonderful question. I'm so glad you brought this up because it, it's, it is an important aspect of the cruise planning process. And I do tell everybody, everybody should use a, a travel agent. You're absolutely right, Hannah. Or You were saying that I said that. But anyway, yes, everybody should use a travel agent. And the reason being, you only stand to benefit from using a travel agent. Simple as that. They provide service that you can't otherwise get or service that you would otherwise have to give yourself, right? When something goes wrong, when you have a question, when there's anything you want to change on the core reservation, the travel agent does it for you. And it's not taking away your 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 ability to do that. It's more about freeing you up, giving you back that time so you don't have to do it. Of course, I can call Royal Caribbean 
and reprice my cruise. Of course, I can go Royal Caribbean and add my mother to my reservation. Of course, I can go Royal Caribbean and change the sailing date or do all those other things that are part of the core reservations. But why would I want to? I don't want to do that. It's boring. I got to take time out of my day, whether I'm at work or I'm at home or wherever, in the car. It's just, I got to find the number. I got to call the number. Then I got to sit on hold because odds are you're going to be sitting on hold for a little bit. Maybe it's two minutes. Maybe it's 10 minutes. Who knows? But you're going to be on hold. Then you got to explain everything. What's your reservation number? Oh, gosh. All right. And I got to look it up again. Reservation number. Okay. What uh, What do you want to change? Well, I'm going to change this. All right. Uh, now, sir, I'm going to place you on a brief hold. Like, like no one wants to do all that stuff. I don't want, I, it's not that I can't do it. I don't want to do it. And I shouldn't have to do it. And you know what? You don't have to do it. So I'm telling you right now, you only stand to benefit from it. And as a new cruiser, Hannah, that's even better because you've got somebody to help you with every aspect of it. Maybe you're thinking, which selling should I take? Is it going to be, what about, what if I price it this way or that way? What about that one? There's so many different possibilities and they make your life easier. That's what a travel agent is all about. And it, I don't blame you for under, for thinking that travel agents are something that only old people use or it's an old way of doing it. There was a time in which there were a lot of people thought that way. But when it comes to cruising, it's really about that expert advice and having someone who knows the ins and outs of Royal Caribbean. And I absolutely recommend using a good travel agent, someone who really knows Royal Caribbean a lot. And in terms of trying to find a travel agent, it's a great question as well. Now, whether they're local or they're in Oregon, it doesn't matter. That's the truth. Because travel agents, especially these days, most travel agents actually don't work in a brick-and-mortar store. There's certainly nothing wrong with working with one in a, in a brick-and-mortar store. If you you know, you know live in New York City, I know there's a ton all over the place, and it's very easy for you to probably walk down your block or a couple blocks and run to a couple different ones. And that's fine, too. You can do, go about it that way. But the process, I always tell people, are the same, whether they're online or in person. Go in there and ask them questions. Even ask them questions you know the answers to. What you're trying to gauge is a couple things. Number one, how responsive are they? Number two, how knowledgeable are they? And number three, are they a good fit for you? It's kind of like finding, I don't want to say a a girlfriend or a boyfriend, but it's about finding someone who's going to work well with you, right? And if you're working online, you know, are they going to answer you? What kind of response are you looking for? Ask them that. Say, if I ask you to to reprice a cruise, am I going to get a response in an hour, in 10 hours, in 10 days, like what's the turnaround time, expectation, reasonable, you know, ballpark, just so you have an idea of what to expect, ask them, tell them the kinds of things that you want to have help with, or you don't want to help with, or everything in between, share with them all your fears about cruising, that you're concerned about using a travel agent, let them, let them assuage you of those fears, and let them tell you why, you know what, it's okay, and that's what they're there for, to, to help you do that. And so, you know, contact a couple of them. We do have a sponsor. I'd, I'd be remiss if I did not mention our sponsor. And they are a sponsor, full disclosure. But they are MEI Travel. You can find them if you go to our website at royalcreamblog.com. You'll see uh, the link for it right at the top of the, in that banner where you fill out that form on, on royalcreamblog.com. There's lots of great travel agents out there. I will, and I really hate to paint a picture of any travel agent in general in terms of what they do or don't do or which ones are good or bad. Everyone's there's different strokes for different folks, right? It's like a real estate agent once told me there's a house for everybody, right? Which is to say that you know even if, even the haunted house on the hill on the main road that nobody you know that that's pink, somebody eventually there is a, somebody out there that would like to buy that kind of house. I feel like there's a travel agent for everybody as well, and it's a matter of finding what works for you. So I would recommend contacting a couple and just seeing what kind of you know feedback you get from them firsthand because you know you can ask people like myself or your uncle or your brother or somebody on periscope and say hey you know what do you what do you think of this travel agent and they may say oh it's wonderful but they may have different priorities than you so reaching out asking them some preliminary questions i think is a great way now you can also just jump in feet first say you know what 
let's try on this particular reservation we're going to use travel agent x and if it doesn't work out well next cruise i'll try travel agent y that's fair to do too it's not like you're signing a contract for the rest of your life you have to use them hannah so definitely this can be uh, something you can uh, do and i recommend it's it's not a bad strategy emailing them calling them whatever you're comfortable with and just you know talking it over let them know what your concerns are and let them work with you to let them convince you that's really what it's about so you feel comfortable with working with them. That's how I found my travel agents, and that's how I recommend everybody else does too. It's a great thing, and when you find a great one, I'll tell you right now, Hannah, it really does make a big difference when you can just have it so much easier on yourself. So that way, you got more time, as I said earlier, for listening to podcast episodes or whatever it is you do for fun. Certainly, uh, that that's a nice uh, perk as well. So thank you for the email, Hannah. It's a really good question. I'm so glad you brought it up. Well, I think that'll wrap up this episode of the Royal Cream Blog Podcast. Thank you for joining us on here. And if you want to have your email read on here, I would love to. Absolutely love to read your email, whether it's a question, whether you think I'm wrong, whether you think uh, you read something on RoyalCreamBlog.com and you want to talk about it here. This is your opportunity. Send me an email, Matt at RoyalCreamBlog.com. Matt, M-A-T-T, at RoyalCreamBlog.com. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.